Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to part two um, of the weekly walkthrough. We're going to go through Thursday, May 16th, um, Friday, May 17th, and Saturday, May 18th. So let's start on Thursday. We are going to open up Thursday with our workout. It is five rounds. You guys will be doing a two-minute and 30-second AMRAP, and you will be resting one minute and 30 seconds between efforts. So you guys are going to do five rounds of this AMRAP. It is two rope climbs, 18 pistol squats, 18 kettlebell snatch. That is with a 53-pound kettlebell for guys, 35 for gals. You guys will do nine in the right arm, nine in the left arm. And then with the remainder of time, you guys are going to AMRAP as much handstand walking as we can. Um, So we're going to get through all that work with whatever we have left in the time, as much handstand walking as possible. If you guys do not have a handstand walk yet, we are going to do shoulder taps. We have done shoulder taps a couple times now. Um, The most difficult shoulder tap is going to be when we kick up blind to the wall, like we're doing a handstand push-up and we face away. Um, But we can also do the kind where we wall walk our way up. Uh, So just depending on where you guys are at, we can do one of those two. And then the last one would be where we put ourselves in a box We pike ourselves up so that we're in that um, supported position, but our feet are on a box, and we do a shoulder tap there, almost like the scale that we would see for a handstand push-up. But for these efforts, here's what we're looking at. You guys have to make sure you guys are consistent out of the gate. That first two minutes and 30 seconds, it is not the place to win the workout. Make sure that in that first two minutes and 30 seconds, you guys are not hauling through that first round and getting... a a ton of handstand walking or a ton of shoulder taps because reality is we have to return back to that four more times. Yeah, this one's got a good bit of work in it Um, with those pistols. For some people, those need to be more scaled than others. Uh, So to be smart about that, work in a manner that you can get through those 18 pistols in around about a minute, maybe a little bit over a minute, but not by much because we do want you to get upside down and get a chance to do some handstand walking. So don't pick such a difficult scale on the pistol that you're just not going anywhere. Um, Same thing goes for the rope climb. If you don't have efficient, smooth rope climbs, then maybe consider scaling that one down or doing one rep in a more difficult manner, but only one instead of two, so that you can kind of uh, maintain the stimulus we want, but also be able to get a chance to handstand walk or to do your shoulder taps. Yeah. Uh, On, uh, On that kettlebell snatch... It is a quick window. We only have two minutes and 30 seconds. So this is a great place for you guys to apply that half rotation switch. Um, Crank out all nine on one side, finish that arm, come down to the half rotation switch, put it in the other hand, and then begin again. Uh, There's not really much time in this one for you guys to do a lot of resting. Make sure, since there is built-in rest, that you guys really do try to put effort into that window. It's going to be pretty consistent. You're going to have to, we did the numbers, Um, you're going to have to move from one movement to the next pretty smoothly so that we have time to do that handstand walk and or shoulder tap yeah um once we finish that workout we're going to do a little mobility we've deadlifted already this week um in a workout 
and we are doing pistols in this wad on Thursday. So we're going to try to loosen up the backside, the hamstrings, the low back, the glutes, uh, and then send you into Friday better prepared to do our strength work because on Friday we're going to pull superset deadlifts uh, or superset deadlifts with um, with a bunch of push-ups, and the deadlifts are going to be band-resisted. So it's going to be some difficult pulling. We're going to focus on trying to loosen up the systems that work to do those pulls, uh, and and hopefully we make some space and move a little bit better when we go to lift the barbell the next day. Yep. Uh, Friday, therefore, we are going to be beginning with our strength work, and our strength work is going to be it is five superset rounds on a three-minute clock. Five deadlifts, and we're going to do that with band resistance. We want you guys to start 60% and up. If you guys remember band-resisted deadlifts from the last time we did them, they are difficult. These are going to be the ones, I believe, Phil, where we have the bar between the rig. Um, mm-hmm. we, have, we have two bands. Yep, a band's going to be on each side of the collar, and you guys are going to have to do those deadlifts, and every time you guys get to the top, there's more resistance than at the bottom. So make sure that that 60%... Um, is where you guys start, and if it feels good, by all means, increase and keep going. Um, but if you guys start to get to the place where it's real hairy, it's hard to lock out, uh, it's getting tough at that top, that's okay. That's what that band is meant to do. It's meant to make that deadlift difficult at the finish. What do you need to focus on to be able to finish a deadlift well? Um, as you guys get past the knee, you really need to focus on squeezing the glutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so squeeze the glutes as you stand up, or else we're going to get stuck in this place where we're at the top, um, but our knees are bent because we haven't activated our glutes and we can't seem to fully stand ourselves up. Yeah, this with the band, your your spine control and positioning becomes extremely important. Um, it's it's very important that you control the lift down so that you're in a good position to then bring the lift back up. We are trying to go touch and go with those sets of five. Um, they're not bounce and go. Right. This is not a bang it off the ground thing. It's control it back to the ground, allow it to touch, and immediately begin processing your next lift. Yep. Supersetting that with a max set of quality push-ups. Um, we've done quite a bit of push-up work recently, so we want to make sure that when we're doing these push-ups, it is all about quality. We're not looking for a max set of push-ups. We're looking for quality in there. So make sure that you guys do a scale that allows you the highest quality. Um, whether we do a scale where we put our hands on a box, we elevate ourselves up, we're looking for a tight hollow. We just did a death by push-ups and calorie row not too long ago, and you guys are all exposed to quite a bit of volume on push-ups, especially high-quality ones. Um, so we're looking for you guys to do one set. Just continue working until you guys cannot anymore or until the quality fails. Yeah, this isn't, you don't get to rest on the knees. You don't get to stick your butt up in the air. You do a set of push-ups moving steadily but continuously until you lose quality or until you can't press out the rep. Um, it's, this is hard work. And yes, it's not the flashiest thing, but there is, there is not many better ways to associate yourself with proper um, use of your triceps than a push-up. And proper use of your triceps is entirely essential once we go onto the rings or flip upside down into a handstand. So focus on doing this better so that the much more difficult gymnastics can become easier for you. Yep. Uh, following that, our workout is a 15-minute AMRAP. We have nine overhead squats, six sumo deadlift high pull, 
and then three bar muscle-ups. This one is going to get nasty because at the beginning and every three minutes, you must complete 12 bar-facing burpees. So the workout starts, we're going to do 12 bar-facing burpees, and then we're going to begin that AMRAP of nine overhead squats, six sumo dump high pull, three bar muscle-ups. When three minutes hits, you guys have to complete 12 bar-facing burpees again. Uh, this one is this one's going to get a little bit chippy. Uh, expect that the burpees are going to take, um, I would say, upwards 40 seconds to a minute of work, especially as we get tired. Uh, in the beginning, first set, you guys might finish them quicker, but expect that on that second time you head to the barbell, after you guys are uh, are into that uh, AMRAP of the 9, 6, and 3, expect those burpees to get pretty nasty. Um, I think this one's going to catch you pretty quickly. Yeah, Jermichael, we wrote in a bar-facing burpee, but that's actually supposed to be a lateral burpee Okay, over the barbell. So that means it's going to be a little bit quicker. Um so hopefully it's more it's more on that forty second line than the than the minute line for some of you, um, but it's still it's still a lot of work to do those twelve burpees and the workout starts with that and then every three minutes you have to revisit that. Um, so stay low, move smoothly, move quickly, and and get both those feet over the bar. Yep, the way that our AMRAP is built, we do not want the barbell to be so heavy that you guys cannot hold on to the overhead squats in the sumo dumbbell high pool. I would say in this one, trying to do the overhead squats and sumo dumbbell high pull unbroken is a, is a fine idea. Um, it should be light enough that we can move that bar pretty consistently. Uh, we can get through the non-overhead squats without having to worry about dropping it. We can get through the sumo dumbbell high pulls, and then we get onto that bar muscle-up. For those three bar muscle-ups, we are doing bar muscle-ups. So make sure that if you guys are scaling, you guys are scaling something that's going to appropriately help you get better at bar muscle-ups. I would say... Um, for scale, uh, by all means, if you guys have bar muscle ups, but three is going to be too big of a set, or you guys are going to have to get forced to a place where three is taking too long, we're doing like a minute of work to get through those three bar muscle ups. I would say scale the reps, maybe cut it down to two. Um, if we are just getting the hang of of stringing one into another, two is a great number. Um, if we're still working on them, I think even one. Uh, might be okay just depending on where you're at Um, but if we're not doing a bar muscle up we've done a couple scales in the past we have done a knee to elbow Um, I think that is a is a good scale for this workout because it would allow you to do um, hopefully one maybe two sets and a knee to elbow is a really really big um, kip that requires a lot of lat contraction uh, much like a bar muscle up yeah I think we're, yeah, let's do that. We're going to go for knees to elbows on this one, um, and it's going to be nine repetitions to replace the three bar muscle-ups that we're not doing. Um, and, and just so you guys are aware, CrossFit's been around for a little while, right? And for the longest time, and, and as far as I know still today, the standard building block in CrossFit for the missing muscle-up is three pull-ups and three dips, right? And the reason that they put that that rep count out there. So replacing one muscle up would be three pull-ups and three dips. That's six reps to replace one rep. It's a lot of work, but the emphasis there is that you need to be doing those pull-ups and those dips to build the strength to have the capacity to then do the muscle up. Um, So yes, you might get fewer rounds than somebody who can fly through muscle ups. Well, the reality is you're not as fit as that person and you need to build the strength to be as fit as that person anyway. 
right? So don't worry about the rounds. Worry about the quality of the repetitions that you are doing because that is your one chance each and every day to get better is to focus on your own movement, your own quality, and your own outcomes as a result. Yep. Um, following that workout, we're going to move on to Saturday. Saturday, we have a individual workout. So we are going to do a wad. It's called Tabata Some Other Stuff. It is going to be wall ball shots, knees to elbow, med ball clean, a box hop, an overhead jumping lunge, and an ab mat sit-up. We will be completing a full Tabata at each movement before moving on to the next movement and the next Tabata. Um, If you guys have a weight vest, feel free to wear one. So this is how this one's going to work. We're going to start. We're going to do Tabata wall ball shots. If you guys are not familiar with Tabata, or even if you are, just as a reminder, it's 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest, and it is eight rounds. Yep, so you'll be at a single station for a four-minute block. Um, At the end of that block, you're transitioning right into the next movement because there is no rest except for that 10-second rest between intervals. And you're going to pick up again and start another four minutes of work or four minutes of time at your next station, knees to elbows. And then we're moving on to a med ball clean, then onto a box hop, then an overhead jumping lunge with the med ball. And then finally, you'll finish it with the ab mat sit-ups. Yep. Um, starting with the wall ball shot, that one's pretty simple. It's a 20-pound ball for guys, 14 for gals, to a normal height. And then the knee to elbow. Um, for these knees to elbow... My suggestion is do not treat the knee to elbow like it's a scale. Um, I know oftentimes the knee to elbow is misrepresented as a toe to bar scale, uh, but reality is before the toe to bar came along, I know back in the day before like 2007 um, or 2008 when they introduced the toe to bar at the games, the knee to elbow was the standard for most workouts Well, um, until it became uh, a competition and they had to judge, right? Yeah. Well, this, this is the thing. It... You can make them easy. You can Mm -hmm. say that your elbows are actually down in the middle of your triceps, but you're doing yourself a disservice. A knee to elbow is in the name. The knees rise up to the level of and make contact with the actual elbows. Um, So if you do this in a a manner that gives you that contact, it is quite difficult. Um, We are using knees to elbows. We're using them in workouts. We're using them to scale muscle-ups. So again, in workouts, we're using them in strict format in strength work um, and in skill work. They have a very valid place because they require you to do more work with your lats to change your shoulder angle to a greater degree so that your hips can rise and you can close the gap between the knee and the elbow. Um, Slow down, do smaller sets, understand that, that this is definitely not a scale. This is actually a harder version of a toe-to-bar because the hips have to rise to a higher level in order for you to actually contact the knees and elbows. Um, so if you, have, if you have the idea that this is easier than a toes-to-bar, then you should, you should uh, take a look at your movement. You should set out a camera and, and film yourself. Um, we've all got cell phones. There's your opportunity right there to check and see if your movement is what you think it is. Um, because this is not meant to be easier than a toes to bar, much the the something else really. It is uh, it is harder than a toe to bar when done properly. Yep. Um, then we're gonna move on to our med ball clean. We have not done a med ball clean in a while. Maybe in a couple warm ups we've done them, but on a med ball clean, um, maybe Phil and I can find a video and share it, um, or post a video of our own. Mm. Uh, but 
maybe find a video and share it. But um, a med ball clean, when done properly, is a great building block for a clean. I know that we were doing med ball cleans at my L1, uh, and it seemed like it was never ending. We just kept doing them. Uh, but it really, really does carry over well into a clean if you guys can learn how to extend the hips um, and not just manhandle the med ball, but move your body around it. Uh, so we are going to try to get you guys, we'll go over the med ball clean before the workout, obviously. Um, and on that med ball clean, I know that sometimes it's easy to just try to kill reps, right? We can just touch the ball to the ground, bend over at the hip because it's not heavy. And then we can just rip the ball up and catch in a full squat over and over and over again. Um, but doing it properly is great for getting better at the base of a clean. It's not a fast lift. Mm-hmm. It can be done quickly, but it's it's meant to be a lift done through its entirety, yep. which means that you need to fully extend the hips. You need to shrug the shoulders, and then from that point, that high point, you need to drop quickly and catch your ball. Um, the only portion that's really quite fast is the drop under the ball. Okay. Step one, put yourself in extension. Step two, shoulders pop up and back. Step three, drop and catch. That's all there is to it. But yes, most people are going to go a little too fast and get very sloppy and just pull with their elbows. So make sure you're slowing down and thinking about moving fluidly and fully. Um, frankly, I would look at I would look at the med ball cleans as almost a nice little breather mm-hmm. in between the knees to elbows and then the box hops because we know we can spice it up once we get to the box hops. Yep, box but- hops go more aggressively with. Overhead walking lunges, you know that there's no rest there. Jumping, overhead jumping Oh, I'm sorry, rather jumping lunges. Yeah, there's really no rest there. Um, With that, we want to preserve the jump. Yes. So if you should not be using a ball, shouldn't be holding something overhead, then don't. Mm -hmm. Go without the weight and preserve the jump. Then lastly, ab mat sit-ups, and that's just nonstop work. Yeah, I think if you guys are choosing to wear a weight vest on this one, um, just make sure that you guys can do these movements confidently before you guys throw that weight vest on. Uh, We wouldn't see you guys put a weight vest on just to lose a lot of what the workout's intended to be, which is 20 seconds of hard work and then that 10 seconds of rest. Um, But, yep, that is going to be our Saturday workout. Uh, That has been your guys' weekly walkthrough. Um, Stop back in Sunday morning, and you'll catch the beginning of next week. Yep, that's been it. So uh, we'll see you guys in the gyms.